Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. Everyone has a story, but tonight we get to hear the story of a storm-chasing medical doctor, Jason Persoff. That was my first EF5 that I'd ever experienced, and I never saw it. I was in the RFD, and um, and I've never seen electricity like on the back of an EF5 tornado before. Is just staggering. They're what I would call like lightning zits, these little maybe 25 feet, length lightning just shooting sideways horizontal vertically through this thing and uh it was it was just an incredibly terrifying experience we also have some hashtag weather fools and we found some potty mouth forecasts we get to share with you tonight that and more is all on episode 163 of the stormfront freaks podcast going green greenage saddle you got a boss Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. It's brought to you by Kulshi. It's a federally regulated exchange where, listen to this, you can trade and forecast weather events, including hurricanes, water levels, and global temperatures. So just go to Kulshi.com, sign up, and learn more. We'll also share uh, a special announcement at the end of the show, so you don't want to miss that either. And, and thanks to our Patreon teammates that uh, help support the show, uh, including those that, that are joining us uh, live, either uh, watching us live or are actually in the studio with us. There's all kinds of ways that uh, you can participate. Uh, you can join our Patreon team with multiple levels of perks. You can find the link at stormfrontfreaks.com. And as always, it's happy hour here uh, as we record episode 163. And so it's, uh, it's our way to go around, find out which of the co-hosts are joining us tonight, uh, and also just kind of let you know, hey, we like to have a good time on this weather podcast. So I'm going to start with uh, Greg, Greg Johnson, our storm chaser and photographer. What are you drinking tonight, Greg? Uh, I've got some uh, vodka and some sort of uh, fruity beverage. It's about uh, 130 degrees Fahrenheit where I am right now in my camper van uh up in nova scotia and i'm just trying to stay cool lots of ice uh you know poured the bucket i did the flash dance scene today phil <laughs> where i poured the bucket of water on me sexy while I was doing my uh yeah anyway you should have saved that for the show hot. you should have saved that for our patreon members yeah sorry they, they would have they would have paid for that but hey good job on the conversion there uh we've got serena arnold our former meteorologist at the mount washington observatory and representing New Hampshire and the Mrs. America pageant coming up. Uh, Serena, what are you drinking? Uh, usually what you're drinking doesn't follow that last sentence, but I like that. We're starting something <laughs> something new here. So I found a beer called Sky Gazer um, out of 10 Benz. Uh, it's a 10 Benz beer, Vermont-style IPA. Also, it is 115 here, and I don't have air conditioner, so my warm beer is condensated on the outside just to give you a Sweating. sense of how hot and humid it is here. That's also terrible. It is sweating. All right, Mark Maz Massaro, our former on-camera meteorologist in Cincinnati. Maz, uh, what do you got tonight? So in my Husker cup, I actually have Husker. purified hydrogen dioxide. So, or hydroxide, excuse me. Yes. Jeez. 
Get your chemicals correct. Yeah. I've oh seriously, I've spoofed everybody. <laughs> water? No. Hydroxide. No. H-O-H, yeah. H2O. It's water. Wow, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dihydrogen monoxide. That's the correct. Or hydrogen dioxide. <laughs> 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 that would be nope. HO2. Fine. <laughs> I was like, I'm drinking well, SO4. Drink that, Maz. Wow. Well, Maz, I'll tell you what, on, on, on that great, great intro, let's uh, see if we can do a better job with our guest tonight. That's right. The doctor is in. <laughs> Dr. Jason Persoff, MD, is an mm-hmm. internal medicine specialist and has over 25 years of experience in the medical field. He's currently an associate professor of medicine at the University of Colorado. Jason has been chasing storms for over two decades and also enjoys competitive fencing. I love the privacy kind. Those are the best. And work as a (laughs) stand-up comedian as well. I did. Jason, I had a brick background in your honor. You know, it felt very stand-up-y. It really did. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So have have you done the funny bone? No, I I don't I don't know what that is. Well, okay. Do you? I don't what, have one. Are you on I the have circuit? That removed. I'm sorry. No, I used to be on the circuit. I don't do it anymore. Uh, you know, I found it was easier when I wasn't the one doing the dying, so I became a doctor. So that actually worked out much better for me. You're killing By the way, it I'm now. Drinking a uh, no, no. They a lot of them just go away. Uh, so you know, permanently. Uh, and I'm drinking a uh, uh, a twenty. 22 uh pepsi um <laughs> that is a great year that's a, a good year. vintage yeah you know what it's got such great terrific sweet notes uh-huh. it tastes just ounce? like pepsi how many How's ounces the effervescence? Is that yeah right i mean really it, if when you sniff it you get a little bit high anyway so it's good <laughs> things are good Things are really good. Yeah, I couldn't do stand up for long. I don't. I don't meet the height requirements. I'm really short, actually. I'm only five foot three. So, so you have to have a boost up. Is the problem, Jason? Okay. Yeah. Listen. Sorry, Greg. Uh, Sorry. You no, can but go you're right show. into the stand up shtick yeah. if you want. But thanks. Wow, that feels oh, good. Wow, those snare drums are I, almost. I, I want to know. Booze. I want to know. Uh, I I got to get to the the heart of the matter here. Have you ever? Um, storm doctor, right? Have you ever been in that situation where you've had to use your doctoring skills and your knowledge in a storm situation? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, thanks for the brick wall again. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, um, you know, it happens more often than you think, uh, partly because, um, a lot of these storms, when you're out chasing them, things happen. Um, and you know, those can include car accidents, car versus livestock, real common problem. And I was in the, um, Joplin area in 2011 when it was hit by an EF5 tornado and ended up uh, working there for, for about 12 to 18 hours, uh, after the tornado hit. Wow. 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 Yeah. Holy pretty God. amazing. It was and, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, and any, any kind of standout story from your career of storm chasing, uh, where that medical, like where you had a, an amazing experience where you're able to help somebody? I think Joplin was sort of that model. I mean, it was really kind of, um, uh, it was one of the best nights of medicine I'd ever had an opportunity. You know, there were only two hospitals in Joplin and one of them was directly hit and the other one was genius. There's only two of them, right? So they're built right next to each other, about a hundred yards apart. So an EF5 comes ripping through there, destroys one of the hospitals and hits the other one partially. So, 
Um, I ended up uh, spending a lot of time taking care of the patients who were transferred from the damaged hospital over to uh, Freeman Health System. And it was, um, it was an amazing night. I think one of the things that was probably the most amazing to me was the tornado hit right around shift change around almost 6 p.m. And, uh, you know, many of the nurses and, and doctors I was working with, they didn't, you know, the cell towers were down. They had no idea whether or not their families were alive or their homes were destroyed. And, and the dedication and, and uh, you know, sense of purpose that they all brought to their jobs was was one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced. How and the patients themselves were incredible. They were how incredible. long of a night was that for you then? It was about 12 to 18 hours. I got there at around, um, you know, almost right after it hit at around 6 p.m. and then worked until uh, pretty much dawn. So around 7 a.m. the next day before I just I couldn't go on. Yeah. How does, how does that work? That. Do you just, sorry, Serena, do you, so do you just like show up? Yeah. Flash a doctor badge and, and right. start triaging people or yeah, how does man. that work? Yeah. I basically come and take over. Uh, no, it, um, it, it was a catastrophe of course. Um, and it's funny because my whole focus of my career now is on disaster preparedness, which oh, really? of course, fortunately nothing happened over the past couple of years, you know, to make me need to do that job more, you know, like COVID. Um, but before that, um, you know, I, uh, I realized that I was a liability for that hospital showing up and starting to assist, but they needed all hands on deck. And um, uh, I started off in the emergency department helping with patients there, and then it became rapidly clear that they needed a physician to oversee the patients who are at the other hospital that got damaged. And, and that's sort of my background is in hospital medicine, helping people who have like strokes, diabetes, cancer, and things like this. And um you know, there were over 50. I don't know what the final tally was, but um, yeah, they basically took me at my word. Um, I made Xeroxes of my licenses and gave it to them on the way out um, and got a medal for it. So it was kind of nice, but um, that wasn't the purpose of doing it. It was, it's what I do and I loved it. You didn't leave and say, hey, I stayed at, here's my key card for the Holiday Inn Express last night. Well, there was that one, you know, I'd always <laughs> see, and I use that joke all the time and so many people don't know what that is anymore. Because they don't do that, they don't do that. Those commercials anymore. I love those. You know, those are you might. They're not old. Tonight. They're not old. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I usually left a sign. I left a signed eight by ten photo for all the nurses. No, I mean, I no. Uh, yeah, no. It was kind of a. It was kind of a crazy story. It was an amazing day. Um, it really was. It was really bizarre too, because um, that was my first EF5 that I'd ever experienced and I never saw it. I was in the RFD and, um, and I've never seen electricity like on the back of an EF5 tornado before is just staggering. They're what I would call like lightning zits, these little maybe 25 feet length lightning just shooting sideways, horizontal, vertically through this thing. And uh, it was it was just an incredibly terrifying experience. There's also this theory about infrasound that tornadoes produce this very low level. We can't hear it, but our temporal lobes can absorb that infrasound. And it and it's used as a military weapon, actually, to make people scared. And I can tell you, man, even though I wasn't facing the tornado, I, I could feel it. And I, I I was terrified. It was one of the few times I've gotten really terrified by by anything. Wow. Yeah. How many people do you think you saw that night? I think over uh, probably around 75 to 80 that night. Yeah. Wow. 
Hey, um, you know, when when you think about the the situation for and I'm sure they went through it in in Moore, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, you know, and all these places where these these you know really terrible things go on. And and I mean, imagine in St. Louis and in Eastern Kentucky with the floods. It, when when these disasters happen and you're dealing with the trauma patients, the patients that are uh, there as a result of that storm, the, the I mean, life goes on for people, right? So you still have these other things happening you know the like you said the heart attacks the you know the hypertension and the you know what yeah somebody help me with it. What, like how do you manage that like, how that seems like you're you're doubling the workload for the same amount of people well you absolutely are and that's where emergency preparedness uh comes into play and that's basically my whole shtick and you know it's interesting we we it would be convenient if disasters could always strike on a Sunday afternoon, which happened to be the case with Joplin. So, you know, 24 hours in the future, and it would have been rush hour traffic when uh, the uh, EF5 rolled through. But no, we've got to be able to absorb patients. We know from like Israeli trauma data from bombings that every hospital needs to be capable of taking in 20% more patients than they already have. And we actually are facing a big crisis in our country right now in that our hospitals are overfilled. Uh, not just from COVID, but from everything else. And, uh, you know, how do we do that? And that's part of what I have set out to try and figure out. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really bizarre thing that during, <laughs> during this huge trauma event, I was dealing with medical patients who had things like kidney failure. And, you right. know, one guy who was pissed off because his doctor didn't come in to discharge him from St. John's hospital, the hospital that was stricken. And he just wanted me to give him prescriptions for the medications he needed and to go home. I'm like, I, I don't know anything about you. And he's like, don't you have my records? And I'm like, I think Tennessee has your records. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I don't know where your records are, man. I, I, he's like, I was taking a big white pill and I'm like, I, you know, I, it was, there was like there was so things that happened that night. And that was one of those bizarre ones where he's like, can you just discharge me? I'm like, I, <laughs> no, I have no idea what's going on with you. Do you know what's going on with you? I have no idea what's going on. With you. Any uh, any crazy stories of survival from Joplin? Yeah, that same guy was amazing. He um, so the sad thing that happened is he really wanted to get home to his wife. That's why he wanted to be discharged. But his wife showed up at the hospital and was reunified with him. Fortunately, and she told him they had no home to go home to. And so he kind of quieted down. And when I circled back to round on him later in the evening, he's like, you know, I saw some crazy stuff that in there he so the top two floors of st john's the top floor was pretty much removed uh by the tornado and the 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 fifth floor which is just below the sixth floor i mean at most hospitals sometimes they build them the fifth floor in the middle of the hospital just to keep things you know lively um the <laughs> i capped an obvious over here uh so the the fifth floor was mostly damaged and he was on the fifth floor and he actually saw a um, coke machine fly by down the hallway um and 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 then make its way through the wall um so that's pretty crazy and then you know a lot of the patients who were hooked to this medical equipment you know the medical equipment became shrapnel so you had like bizarre things happening with iv poles you know getting thrown around um patients who were semi garroted by the telemetry leads the leads that we keep track of the heart rates on and so there were some crazy stories that came out of that and everyone was covered in a dust uh, that was actually really sharp. Um, so I actually cut my hand at one point in time 
just palpating patients because you know that debris it's not um they, they don't iron that they don't file that down <laughs> before you touch the patient so they were just covered in it and there was a lot of debris inside his ears that's incredible i have so many questions one i mean it'd be really cool from a like here's the the, the science it's uh, the scientist in me I'd like to see like all the data of the patients as the hurt as the tornado was coming through. Like that'd be kind of cool. Let's see what it does to everybody. There's a lot of things that came out of Joplin that were really fascinating. One of them is there's a, there's a um, fungus called mucormycosis. I mean, just the name of mucormycosis, you know that it's gross. I mean, right. It's a, it's a terrible thing. It actually lives in soils and um, during volcanic eruptions and tsunamis, it's known to cause, patients to get sick with this particular one. Patients who are severely immunocompromised also can get mucormycosis. But uh, I, um, what happened after Joplin is there were so many people showing up at this one hospital's emergency room, we didn't irrigate the wounds properly. Uh, we basically, if you weren't dying, you weren't getting admitted to the hospital. Well, some of those patients, I think a total of six or seven, uh, ended up dying from mucormycosis that got picked up by this EF5 tornado out of the soil, aerosolized into those wounds and ended up killing them even though they weren't immunocompromised. So there are some very fascinating things. The other thing that I saw pretty ubiquitously was uh, head injuries. So, you know, we're built very top heavy, some of us more than others. Um, not gonna point them out, you know, or which window they're in on the top of my screen, but you know, no, I'm just kidding. The, uh, but yeah, it's randomized, right? Okay, no, never mind. Um, <laughs> it's all so, it's, it's yeah. different for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's we're all offended. All of I us think are. that's good. If I can offend everyone equally, I've done my yeah. job. The uh, everyone's top heavy, and so you know when you get thrown by tornadic winds, um, you know you're slammed into the ground with your head, and that that's what a lot of people came in with was head injuries too. So they were covered in oh. stuff and and had head injuries. Okay, so all this medical stuff is like is is, is cool and is amazing, and it is, it is deep. And I want to hear more about this mucus fungus later. But <laughs> what I really want to know is what. So <laughs> you didn't just all of a sudden decide I'm I'm going to go hang out and drop them one day. Oh my God, there's a you know five tornado. So what was the pool to weather? What got you in weather? How did yeah. you start storm chasing? Let's let's talk about the origin of Granny that a little bit. Well, I have mommy issues. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, there's more. Oh, okay. So that's fine. I can I can go longer. Daddy issues too. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, so you're a stripper too? And you brother, really are I, a multi talented. I have no guy. idea how good I am on a pole. Um, <laughs> you know, I hope my employer listens to this because I'll be looking for jobs. So please be looking for my CV in the mails, ladies and gentlemen. You, see, you seem to be a well-rounded individual. I think. Well, right. you know, I gotta gotta keep everything open. Everything. <laughs> No, the, uh, you know, I was born and raised in Aurora, Colorado. And um, back when I was younger, we actually had a lot more landspout tornadoes than we do now. I know I sound like the old man in the room. You know, back in my day, we used to have a lot more tornadoes, you kids these days. But in fact, that actually has shifted a little bit further east. And but when I was growing up, we would get these landspouts. I didn't know they were landspouts. Um, and uh, when I was a kid, what those were, but I became fascinated, loved them, went to college. And one day I'm reading USA Today and they have this thing about storm chasers. Like it never occurred to me when I was growing up, you could actually like get in a vehicle and follow these storms. Like I'd get depressed when they drove away. And then uh, I was like, holy cow, 
people chase storms. I think I'll do that. And that that's where it all began. That's amazing. You talk about the Aurora Lance spots too. So I don't want to presume your age, but it was about a 1984, 85 Aurora, Colorado land spout that got me in. Oh, I'm assuming damn. it was a land spout. Oh, I, yeah. uh, it may have been an actual tornado. I should go back and look at the photo. So but either way, that in May, Aurora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, and I don't know whether it was uh, mesocyclone induced or non-mesocyclone, but it was, um, yeah, I loved it. That got me into storm chasing for sure. That's cool. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, we're, y'all know we're, we're talking um, mesocyclones and some kind of herpes fungus, but it is, uh, <laughs> we are in the midst of hurricane season and there's never been a better time. And, and Jason, you're all about preparedness. Uh, there's never been a better time to prepare your home for a storm. So whether your home is wood, it's concrete or brick, we trust and recommend windstorm products for all your hurricane hardware and need for your storm shutters. So Windstorm Products is the world's largest online distributor of hurricane hardware and shutter installation tools, and they offer a $5 flat rate shipping to all 50 states because you never know in Alaska if you uh, might have some kind of hurricane popping up there, I'm sure. Um, but all you got to do is visit windstormproducts.com. They're your one-stop hurricane hardware shop. And tell them the Stormfront Freaks sent you. And Jason, you know, preparedness is all about not waiting till the last minute to decide you're going to go to Home Depot to try and get your hurricane supplies that are now out. And so this is, I would definitely encourage anybody along the coasts, anywhere, uh, check out windstormproducts.com and, and get your supplies ready for uh, the upcoming hurricane season. So it is time for a break, and uh, we're going to be right back with more from Jason. That's you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, welcome back to the show here with Jason. And, and Jason, you talked a little bit earlier that you've really gotten kind of into storm preparedness. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about that, I guess. where, At what point did you decide that, hey, that was I, I want to go that route a little bit with some of my focus? And then what are you f focusing on within that? Like what are, what are the projects you're doing or what are you doing there? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I actually have an EMS background, so I was on two different fire protection districts during college up in Boulder County. And so I had an EMS background. I thought I was going to be an ER physician, actually. Um, but then I, I got to the point where I like, um, I'm more of a house kind of doctor, right? I, I like to solve the mysteries and, and try and figure out the complex cases that we face. And so that's internal medicine in a nutshell. Um, and uh, I'd gotten away from that sort of emergency area. And my dream had always been to somehow work medicine into storm chasing because Thought that would be really cool and of course when joplin happened i realized my god there you know here we were in this hospital 
overwhelmed by trauma patients. And, you know, the surgeons had to be in the OR full time, just operating nonstop. And how could how could we as a hospital based internist, how could we assist in those circumstances by taking lower acuity patients with lower trauma that don't need surgery? How can we help take care of the surgeon's patients while they're in the operating room? And so I've started a number of initiatives which um, have gained some national traction and I've published on uh, that sort of sets the tone of how, you know, most of the time when we hear about multi-casualty incidents, our normal thing is to think about trauma surgery and the emergency department, but actually it has a big effect on the functioning of the whole hospital. And so trying to get the whole hospital on board with preparedness has been has been my main mission. And I was in the midst of that when we suddenly got COVID, of course, and COVID, COVID sort of um, uh, emphasized the importance of that emergency preparedness because we were ready to go for what we thought was gonna be a small pandemic. There's a funny story to that, which is we have a highly infectious uh, disease unit. It's a real party to be on uh, Phil, you were through that once, I think. But I think anyway, so. That's um, but, you know, the uh, we deal with the highly infectious organisms like e Ebola and things like this. And it's about, you know, 19 beds total. And uh, we thought all of the COVID patients at our hospital would fit in those 19 beds. Oh, no, sorry. What I meant is over the 600 beds that we had for the hospitals as COVID came to, to a head. But um, so a lot of the stuff that I, I do now is looking at both short impact things such as gunshots and and motor vehicle accidents to longer term events like bioterror. <laughs> you know, all the happy, you know, this show has been so uplifting. <laughs> I'm so glad I could be here to tell you all the things that could go wrong. Hey, I, I just I just want you to know it is a party to have Ebola. It, it, oh, um, you know, it is, it is. I think you and I may be talking about two different things, but I like could the thought be. process. Could so be. What, about, what about this monkeypox? What about monkeypox now? That's a so good question. About, yeah, monkeypox is a big concern. Um, first of all, know that it is not a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> um, because a lot of people are thinking this is strictly a homosexual or, or sexually transmitted disease. It is a contact disease, and it's actually a pretty scary one because people are infectious for two to four weeks. For COVID, you're only infectious for about a week at most, 10 days. But, you know, this monkeypox stuff, I mean, you can, if you get in bed sheets with somebody who's had monkeypox, you can get monkeypox. It's going to be renamed because monkeypox is just so embarrassing to say, you know, chickenpox is too, if you think about it. Um, so they're going to actually rename it so that it can be taken more seriously. But um, yeah, pretty good idea not to get intimate with anybody who has a rash. I don't think I need to say that to everybody, but in fact, <laughs> that is one of those things that I like to say. Solid, solid advice. It's yeah, if you want to come for the you know easy two cent show, I'm here for you. <laughs> Just killed the bar scene. All the you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what kind of bar you were using. Oh, going to. <laughs> so going so Jason, do you have anyone on staff that takes you seriously ever? Like there has to be some oh, yeah. there has to be some moments where they're they're like, for real, you want us to do that? Yeah, I'm much more loose right now than I am at the hospital. At the hospital, I'm a little more intense. Um, yeah, uh, sometimes we get out of those tents too, so it doesn't really matter. But mm. you know, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what's going on tonight, man. It's just this sugar and caffeine. Fight with something, Jesus, yeah. Lord. I, uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I'm usually pretty serious at the hospital, but I, I like chilling out with you guys you're amazing so so are you the one at the hospital that they're always asking what the weather's going to be like tomorrow <laughs> yes in fact part of my duties is to make weather related decisions for the hospital so like when we're looking at blizzards and snowstorms what's the impact going to be and what what do we need to do for staffing for that 
um, and when we make you know announcements about tornado warnings, because it's not a small deal when a hospital is under a tornado warning. You have to move all the patients out of their rooms away from windows because hos modern hospital design is let's get as much glass around the patient as possible. And they don't build, they use very low grade ballistic glass. So it only is able to tolerate like an EF2 level of wind. So, so you know, you get an EF3 moving in and it's going to kill everybody through the glass. So we have to move every patient into the hall. Yeah. My, my wife was hanging out in the hallway when we had our second child because uh, we were in a tornado warning. Where were you is the better question. But yeah, that does, ha yeah. But, but I mean, that's seriously, it's a huge undertaking. And when you have patients who are hooked up to ventilators and things like this, it becomes a very serious deal. So yeah, we pay a lot of attention to the weather. So the cheap glass, is that because hospitals just aren't making money anymore? Or? <laughs> well, they are when they're doing surgeries, they make money. But the, the a lot of it is just, you know, again, one of the problems is risk analysis, right? So we see this kind of compromise all the time, like, why are trailer parks a thing? Uh, I mean, I love that people have these, you know, mobile homes, which aren't actually very mobile, but they're also not able to tolerate straight line winds either. And, you know, we allow that to happen. So it, it is an interesting thing. It's sort of the more ballistic glass you get, the more expensive it is and the smaller the pieces tend to be. And so everyone agrees that sunlight is really good and healing. Uh, and so we want these big open windows. And uh, unfortunately, hospitals aren't willing to pay for Lots and lots of ballistic glass. So I, I want to talk about like how you fit your chasing in, Jason, with your profession. Yeah. <clears throat> um, sounds like you, you do some teaching as well. Is that correct? Yeah. So I, so how, how do you how do you fit that in? What's what's your last few years of chasing look like? How, how do you fit chasing in? And and I guess what have been some of your best chases here lately? Well, past few years have been really crappy, but the um, uh, chasing wise, but you know, I usually take the last two weeks of May or the last week of May and the first week of June off. Um, it's a gamble. Um, and then of course, because I live in Colorado, I can spot chase. So it works out. Okay. My partners are, are pretty cool with it. Um, of course, they also are very quick to show me all the pictures that they're seeing on the internet of all the tornadoes I'm missing to say, don't you wish you were out here? And I'm like, yeah, thanks. Could you have worked my shift? No. Okay, fine. No, but uh, the, uh, so it works pretty well, but you know, for me, if I can get just one good storm a year, um, I'm, I'm usually pretty happy. And this year that was the Morton storm in the Texas panhandle, which was amazing. I mean, talk about boundary level interactions. <laughs> it was just, yeah. So Phil, you saw it, that's the shape, but it was the other way around. It was like that. And it was huge. It was gigantic. And it was it was one of probably the single best storms I've been on in a long time. But it was also a dust storm. Like it it would have been much better. Like I left my door open long enough to get out of my car and came back to about, you know, a centimeter or two of dust all over my dashboard. I mean, it was it was crazy, but it was an amazing storm. You know what that Sorry, was rated? Uh, I've heard uh, I've heard differing reports. Some people saying that it was essentially a very impressive but like a giant ef1 tornado i wouldn't be surprised if it was it was a lot of open over open land i there wouldn't have been a lot of secured structures right. my knowledge it didn't hit a home i mean it was the ideal situation right that's what that's you know like when campo happened campo right. was probably my best chase ever because campo on may 31st 2010 insane i had targeted the goodland area and uh that forecast was really not panning out and this isolated storm formed two and a half hours to my south so i finally i do what i never do which is i never abandon my target because i've watched my target produce more times than i care to admit when i'm somewhere else and we got we, we went down 
to chase that thing. It stayed stationary for two and a half hours. And once I got out from underneath it, it put out this incredibly photogenic tornado. Like it was just like, oh, sh yeah, Jason's almost here. We can uh, we can get this going now. You know, <laughs> it's amazing. Oh. Well, Jason, this is what you've come and what you're waiting for. Uh, it's time for our lightning round. So this is our game show of uh, flashy and I can't remember it, but it's flashy and brilliant questions uh, that we get to play with our guests. And, and tonight we're bringing out a new game, and this one's just for you, Jason. But all right, we're we're calling this game uh, uh, outdated disease names. <laughs> outdated disease names. So we already mentioned a little bit of monkeypox is probably yep. going to be an outdated disease name be. soon. Yep. But uh, here's how we play this game. I'm going to give you the outdated disease name, and then I'm going to give you uh, three options. So this is multiple choice of the actual disease that this is known for, or it's the new name, I guess, that's more professional to use. I, I don't know. But, um, that's good. I'm and, scared, and you just, I'm ready. You, get, you get to tell me uh, the correct one. And if you're and if you're wrong, then I'll go to the freaks uh, and they get to pick from the other two remaining answers. That yeah, makes sense. Good. Multiple yep. choice. Okay, <laughs> multiple choice. Uh, and this 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 is not too difficult. Multiple choice. So all right, the first one, Jason, is barrel fever. Barrel mm. fever is that jaundice, alcoholism, or a Donkey Kong jumping reaction. Barrel fever. Oh, that last one's got a lot of appeal, but I'm going to go with alcoholism. Alcoholism? That would be correct. Whoa. That would be correct. You're off to yeah, a good yeah. start. All right. Yeah, because people who withdraw off alcohol get fevers and shakes. The whole works. There you go. Barrel fever. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Next one is black dog. If you've ever suffered from black dog, uh, that is either depression, a low sex drive, or having speech in rapping rhymes. <laughs> That's black dog. Wait, let's see. Can you use it in a sentence? No. Um... You don't have black dog. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't have black dog. Yeah. So I, I'm not thinking it's choice number three. What were the first two again? Um, depression or low sex drive. Black dog. Oh, man. I don't know why black dogs would have low sex drive. I, I mean, I've never asked them, I, but I'm going to go with that. <laughs> You're going to go with the low sex drive? Sure. That is incorrect. So, Freaks, it is either depression or having speech in rapping rhymes. What <laughs> would you say? I would go with depression. depression. You would be correct. You would be correct. All right. That was a good doctor. <laughs> Next yeah. one, Jason. Uh, break bone. If you have break bone, is that either dengue fever, mm -hmm. sepsis, or is that a WWE joint condition? <laughs> break bone. There's two answers that are correct on that one, I'm afraid. So, yeah, break bone fever is dengue fever. Because dengue like fever? Gonna be, yep, yep. Snapping that them bones. Correct. That is not, correct. Not outdated. That's, that's actually still what we call it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Never heard of it. All right, but Get I have heard of away, Bronze then. John. Bronze John. <laughs> wow. This is, is this, this, is, or? this is either anemia yellow fever, or it's a skin coloration brought on by excessive Ron John Surf tanning spray. <laughs> Bronze John. 
Well, I'm glad we went there. That wasn't where my head <laughs> went the first time. And by the way, that also has a double entendre. Yeah. Uh, so I, this definitely sounds sounds like yellow fever to me. That is correct. It's yellow fever. Uh, the next thing you don't ever want to have is camp fever, because this is either back pain. It's one time at band, band camp. Go ahead. Back, ba pain. back pain, typhus, or it's an obsession to peeing in bushes. Camp Ooh. fever. You know, I'm prone to hyperactive bladder, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with typhus. Typhus. Yeah. You, so you get a lot of back it. pain with typhus. Yep. Uh, Scrub fever right. too. Spe speaking of all the poxes out there, there's French pox. Oh, geez. And that, that is either uh, you're developmentally delayed, you have syphilis, or you have a rude personality. <laughs> French pox. What are you saying about me, Phil? Uh, yeah, that is definitely syphilis. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That is correct. Yeah. How's that going, by the way? The antibiotics should have cleared that thing up. It's, 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 yeah, it's kicking in. It's That's kicking like in. It, it just, like, just, if anybody wanted to know, how do you cure syphilis? Penicillin, high dose yeah. penicillin, oh. old school man. Yeah, you have to like all, get a shot where where it's don't shine there. <laughs> yeah, in the butt. Yep, <laughs> shot in the butt. Multiple over over days. Boogie in the butt. All right, uh, the next one we have, Jason is. Uh, I'm sorry, Doctor Persoff. Doctor Jason. Yeah. <laughs> um, is jail fever, which is either typhus, autism. Or husbands that have been stuck home too long. That's jail fever. I've never heard typhus described that way, but it's a febrile illness. Let's go with uh, husbands who are kept home too long. Oh, yep. No, that is that is incorrect. the The crowd was the crowd liked your answer, but that was not the correct answer. All right, so freaks jail fever is either typhus or autism. Typhus. Yeah, typhus. Yeah, okay. That's typhus. Okay, but what's typhus? So no, I'm not a doctor. Don't ask me. So, Jason, that, that's a question like, I, I like to you. I feel like typhus is an outdated uh, uh, disease name. I don't know I, what that is. I played one on TV. So <laughs> it comes from typhoid, which uh, originally comes from uh, uh, ladies with the name Mary. That's pretty pretty much it. Wow. So typhus is a salmonella infection. Um, it's close. Actually, you're close. Yeah, it's so close. And there was a typhoid, Mary, in fact, um, when you're talking about... Actually, typhus is a different issue. It's a scrub illness. It's mosquito-borne. But typhoid, which is different, which you brought up, Maz, is from, is from salmonella. And it's, it's a condition where uh, Mary uh, got it. It's a gastrointestinal disease, so salmonellosis. And it can invade the liver. And she continued to cook back in the days before we cleaned hands um, and uh, spread it to a bunch of different people while she was cooking food for them. So there you know. Yeah. Well, right. it's uh, okay. diff different. I'm different glad I could bring, once again, bringing the whole group down. All right. So we got three more. We got Go three more, Jason. So uh, the next one is <laughs> Mad Cow. Mad Cow. Yep. Is that either gangrene, Crutzfeldt <laughs> no. Jacob disease, or a vet term for bovines that get lifted by tornadoes. Mad cow. Oh, man, I love that. They're not always mad when they're lifted in the air. Oh. I watched Twister. That same cow went through twice, looked fine. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> Kreutzfeldt Jakob. 
which is a uh, prion thank you. disease. It's thank an you for the correct cure. pronunciation. It, it, it's, a, uh, oh. it's a prion disease. And the thing that's so screwy about prions is they they're infectious die. proteins. They don't even, they're not even viruses. They're like proteins that infect you. And they don't die, do they? They can't. Like, no, they're, al- they're almost impossible to sterilize. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Now, next up is uh, ship fever. Ship fever. Ooh, we know what that one is. So this is either impetigo. Uh, it's another name for typhus, which we talked about already. <laughs> or it's binging episodes of the love boat. Ship <laughs> fever. Yeah, I'm going to go with typhus on that one again. Isn't typhus is just so unpopular. Now, why, are, why are there so many different names for typhus? <laughs> like you get, you get it on the ship and you get, gets on, you get the camp. barrels. No, you, Who's you ever had it. typhus? No one's ever had typhus. Uh, it's still very common in Southeast Asia. Really? Huh. Yeah, very common. <laughs> All right, last one. We're, uh, last <laughs> I can't one wait to be done. It's, How can uh, we edit this episode with Jason out of it? That's what I'm feeling. Last one is uh, the shakes. So that is either someone that's had anesthesia, it's Parkinson's disease, or it's those living in Nome, Alaska. <laughs> the shakes. Wow, I don't know about that last one. It's pretty interesting, but that would only be episodic, so it is Parkinson's disease. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Well done. Well done, Dr. Jason. Phil, have we ever had somebody do as well on the lightning round as what Jason just did? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think, was, again, you, know, I think you only missed one, and it was one you missed on purpose or missed yeah. two. Hey, okay. hey, Greg, would we even know, though? Because he could be on my like, whole point. Ah, yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, down on it. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah, He's a talker. Right. Uh, so, uh, Jason, do me a favor and tell me how our listeners can uh, find you on social media and, and find oh. your work. So on, not uh, not your medical work, but like oh, your your right, photography okay. work. Because I have some great stuff that I've done with gloves. Um, <laughs> never mind. Um, so uh, you can find me at stormdoctor.com. You can find me at Twitter at stormdoctor. I'm also in the NFT space. Not that I've sold a single thing except one thing, well, but hey. at Foundation and also at um, at OpenSea at Storm Doctor as well. Wow. Well, hey, it's a start. You sold something, right? That's yeah, I did too. Even a if your mom, well, there's, even there's if your mom bought it, being exchanged, you know, sure. That's a really nice thing here. You stop selling. All right. Well, hey, everybody. As as I mentioned earlier, tropical season is upon us, and at helicity.co/sff, they've got a huge selection of creative weather and hurricane themed T-shirts, gear, and merchandise, including some from the Stormfront freaks, like our hashtag #WeatherFools shirts, stickers, and more. Uh, just go to the exclusive site, helicity.co slash SFF, and you'll earn 5% off your entire order. And while there, click on the Brands tab. You'll find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites. Uh, again, that's at helicity.co slash SFF. So it's time for our final break. We've got more to come, including hashtag weatherfools and a couple hysterical potty mouth forecast clips. <laughs> Joe Morowski from American Ninja Warrior, and you are listening to Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. 
It is time for everybody's favorite segment. That is Weather Fools, where we look throughout the internet and trying to find people who are making really intelligent choices about the weather. And so a couple of us have brought a few examples of such geniuses. Phil, I hear you've got one that you'd like to go ahead and kick things off with. Yeah, I do. So uh, this one uh, was actually, uh, the guy's name is Chris Michaels, and he was doing a broadcast, uh, actually a tornado broadcast on the air. And I'm going to play this. Hopefully uh, we'll get the audio on this as well. But it's funny because as he's doing the broadcast, uh, Siri interrupts him. But this storm does have a history now, Jeff, of producing. Say that again. Siri, please be quiet. You've got uh, reports <laughs> you guys of catch golf that? ball-sized <laughs> hail. Siri, please but be this quiet. This storm does have a history now, Jeff, history. of producing. Say that again. Siri, please be quiet. You've got. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> little little interruption there uh, on the air. So. <clears throat> Kudos That's... to him, though. He just he just rolled yeah. with it, right? Not yeah. now, Siri. Yeah, it was right good. Now. That's funny. I have to admit, so when I do like conference calls at work, about once a week, someone will say like, hey, Serena, and Siri pops in and it's like, does its thing and says something. That happens to me almost weekly. It's crazy at work. Anyway, uh, Greg, let's see what uh, yeah, you got I've for Weather got, Fools I've today. got a fun one here. Uh, again, oh, yeah. Weather Fools, um, this video uh, that, that comes from uh, the Weather Channel, uh, a video out of Massachusetts. Now, Humpback whales um, are migratory animals um, in different times of the year. They uh, are at different parts of the coastline and people get their boats and they, they see a pot of whales or, you know, uh, and, and they, they get, to, and the weather fools here guys are the, all the boats, right? You're supposed to give these giant animals that are the size of a school bus. You're supposed to give them lots of room in the ocean to do their thing. And these people were obviously way too close. And as you can see, this whale, as it's breaching, lands right on the boat. Dangerous for the people on the boat, dangerous for the whale as well. Oof. Oh, my gosh. Hey, did you guys see that video this week, too, of um, the whales that um, swallowed the kayakers by accident and ended up spitting them out again? But there was, there's, there's a video. You know, you see them come up and eat all the krill and get all that stuff. They swallowed kayakers and ended up, they, they were oh. fine. But Jonah. Crazy. Wow. Underdone, probably. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Stay away from whales. Yeah. Give, give them lots of birth. Give them, give them a wide birth. Good idea. Good idea. Um, something else sometimes you want to give a, a wide birth to. What do you think about watching a severe thunderstorm from an airplane hangar or large <laughs> factory? I don't quite know what this facility is, but they decide to slide open the door during a storm. And the lightning and the rain and the winds. I'm going to be honest. This is secretly what I was hoping for when we were under the that roof of that school in Correct. Nebraska. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is kind of what I was hoping for. But look at that. Yeah. It's nice that the roof stayed attached for them. Yeah. Uh, no wow. Look at that. It's a good thing he stepped a few feet back because I'm sure he's not under the roof anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when that comes off. So, yeah, what, what you really want to be in is a, a wide span building. That's that's where you want to be in, in severe weather. Yeah, yeah that can catch it's as much of that as, as possible. But it's amazing. It is literally like this wall of water. I'm surprised no one stepped out in it, but it's yeah. still this is this is a heck of a sight. Well, as we all know, storms are afraid of the color yellow, so they were pretty safe. Actually. <laughs> that one makes me sad. Uh, all right, Phil, why don't you uh, round us out on this one? 
All right, so I got a couple more. One comes from uh, Chaser and friend of the show, Aaron J. Jack. And uh, Greg and Serena, you guys even remember just uh, recently here, this past May, in Nebraska, we had a little Chaser convergence uh, going on. But what I want you to watch is the very beginning of this video. Look, look at all the cars that are literally, there's a tornado straight in front of us on the road, but all the cars are parked on the road. They are not off the road. They are on the road. Oh, my God. What are people doing? So, yeah, they're just stupid, unsafe. Like, there's someone taking uh, taking photos to the left of their car parked on the road. Someone had their driver's door wide open. Just dumb. I don't understand how more people aren't killed or injured during severe weather because of car accidents, especially what we saw out there and things like this. It just people. Well, are Jason, lucky. I think that's the soapbox you're on, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially because people, you know, are distracted driving. I know it's very hard for me to pay attention to the storm and drive at the same time. I'm usually further out, also because Fantastic. of the traffic jams that have become a huge. You know, these two-way roads or two-lane roads are are terrifying. I mean, they really are. Oof. All right, and then the last one I've got for you guys comes from uh, Chaser Chris Jackson on his Twitter. This was uh, some flooding in South Carolina a few weeks ago. Um, what's a what's a hashtag weather fools without a turnaround don't drown opportunity? But as you can see, this is a road where there's the the water is moving oh. quickly. But there is definitely a car that is caught in the flow. Those window well, wipers are doing wonders. On, though, yeah. I mean, otherwise, somebody could hit them. So, I mean, wipe faster. Yeah. Turn left, I think. Yeah, put them on the fast wipers. Seth. Look at this. They're still on. And the, and the windshield's underwater. <laughs> they're still just going. Oh, my God. Yeah, a good good advertisement for for turnaround. Don't God, that's just good. stupid. Goodness. It's actually amazing how many turnaround don't drown videos we actually show on this on this program. Like, I think if you're looking at white caps in the road, <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about surface five to six good sign. on Arlington Avenue, it's probably a pretty good idea to avoid going out there. I'm just oh my guessing. Gosh. Yeah. Unreal. All right. Well, uh, if you would like to take a look at some of these videos, they really are worth checking out. Uh, Go to stormfrontfreaks.com and look for the show notes in episode 163. All right. One of my favorite parts of this show, and I know Maz loves it as well. This is the potty mouth forecast, and this is where... Phil, I think you found this week some just incredible, uh, well, listen, some of our weather friends, you know, they maybe say things that they shouldn't have. Maybe they've, maybe they've uh, said something that's offended somebody. And you found some clips of people saying some things maybe they shouldn't have. I did. I did. I got a couple to share with all of you guys tonight. So, so one that we found, and again, we, we go, I, I find these things, they get discarded, right? Cause they don't actually use them on air or whatever they're doing. Um, you know, but for the sake of all the kiddos that watch our show and listen to us, um, <laughs> because we are a family friendly, uh, Very show, family friendly. uh, we, I've, I've gone through and actually edited out the bad language used on these, but you can definitely tell, 
what was going on. So the first one I'm going to share with you guys, and we've he's been on one of these before, is James Spann. I think a lot of you guys yeah. know James Spann. He's been on the show a few times, he's uh, meteorologist down in Alabama. And uh, this was actually from an episode of Weather Brains, which is a weather podcast that, that he does. Um, but he went off on a rant about being in the people business, right? Like, you know, as a for- weather forecaster, meteorologist on TV, you're in the people business. And he went off on a rant, so I'll share this with you guys. And I just feel like sometimes we've lost our connection with people, the people we serve. I, I go into Dollar Generals. Nobody does that. Nobody. I bet you I'm the only guy on this show that goes into Dollar Generals. That's where the audience is, the people that we serve, and not just on television, but on the every platform. And they'll talk to you. They'll tell you what sucks and what doesn't and, and what they want and what they don't like. And it's fascinating to do that. And I might stop at the Dollar General tomorrow uh, in Dothan and just see what's on their mind. So the whole thing, it's just an experiment in connecting with people again, because so many of us with these blow drive TV boobs and think we're something special. And we go in the studio and hello, I'm the TV weatherman. I'm a big deal. You're not a big deal. You're a servant. You're a servant. And if you don't have a servant's heart, you'll never be able to do this successfully. And if you can't connect with people, make all your fancy graphics all day do all this stuff all day but you've got to have this connection with people in your market and it takes a while to do that fantastic i like how dollar general shortened their name <laughs> originally right. it was that name yeah. that business uh, wow all right so that, 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 the dollar general wow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm sure everybody thinks now that everybody that sees him in the dollar general it's like, yeah, I'm so glad you think so highly of us, yeah, James Spann. Connecting with the common man. All right. All right. And then the, the last one I've got for you, this is a um, meteorologist, TV meteorologist. Guy's name is Gary Frank. And he does, he does you know, these morning shows, you know, where it's, it's now it's like group groups of people are, and they're all hubbubbing and having a good time and drinking their coffee. And, and, um, and he just, he kind of goes off a little bit on a rant about cold temperatures, like, I'm not sure what city he's in, uh, but I thought I found this, thought it was pretty funny. Outside, I think it's going to be a fine. Good. You know, it'll be fine. All right. Could be worse. Yeah. Has been worse. Well, because you guys are dragging me down. You guys keep. Well, every time I get done with the seven day, you guys are like, oh, gosh. Every time. Doesn't matter what time I come on. 4.30, 5.30, 6.30, and then you expect me to be chipper for five straight hours. It's miserable. <laughs> I want you guys to say, wow, that's great news. It's going to be 60 on Friday. Well, I mean, what do you want me to do? Lie to you? I'll put 70 every day next time. God. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you. Mr. Davis appreciates it. He knows when to bundle up. Yep. Here's some wind. Here's some temperature. 20s. Feels like 19 or feels like 70. I don't know. 47. Partly cloudy. Southwest breeze 10 to 15. Here's a 60. I don't know if that's good enough for you guys. Get excited. Maybe I'll disappoint you with the seven day here in a few minutes. <laughs> that's pretty good. So that's I guess he had good enough. Rant. He, yeah. he had enough of that. Oh my God. That All right. So what'd you think, Jason? It was great. I was thinking about, uh, you know, 
uh, what was it, uh, Mark Twain saying, everyone's talking about the weather, but no one's doing anything about it? That's what that kind of rant. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And they're not even listening. You know they're not even <laughs> listening. They're, and then they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have another sip of coffee right. yeah. oh really really okay yeah that's a, that's good thanks gary all right moving on to traffic um so hey i i think that just about does it uh for this episode of stormfront freaks podcast as always we thank you guys for listening uh or watching but before i announce the guest of our next show if you like the show uh please don't forget to follow the show on your podcast player so you get notified and receive the latest episodes of our show delivered right to your library the moment they get released. Uh, you can find all these various podcast player options at stormfrontfreaks.com. And please help us out. Send a friend your favorite episode, right? You can share those. Uh, just send, send it via text or airdrop or wh whatever it is nowadays, face talk. Um, <laughs> okay, and, Dad. Uh, yeah, and you, you could also uh, subscribe to our YouTube page and watch all the previous versions of our recordings of Stormfront Freaks Raw, right, which is our completely unedited video. Uh, you can hear all the great conversations during breaks, uh, great questions from our VIPs. We had a great, great one from Dan today uh, for Jason. And who knows what else gets beeped or edited out of our audio podcast. Uh, we've also posted all of our live streams from this past May's storm chase, uh, where Greg and I are just cussing up a storm and uh, uh, bitching about all the lightning that we missed and everything else. But you can find that at stormfrontfreaks.com and visit that same website to find our Patreon link. You can check out all the ways we can do more with you and how you can also help support the show. Um, for as little as five bucks a month, you can have access to all of our live stuff as we're doing it. Join us in the studio. I know Josh Burnham's uh, uh, watching right now. We've been chatting with him. Um, so just a great way to support us and, and for us to be able to do some more for you there. Special thanks to our guest tonight, Jason Persoff. Jason, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. This has been a lot of fun. You're my kind of people. Uh, yep, you, you, you brought us down another couple notches, so That's I appreciate I all that uh, disease way. talk and as mucus membrane height, we'll stuff. Talk, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, you're great. No, this, you this feel, is good. You're pretty good at this. At what? At you, this. I'm yeah, just like, man. You know, I'm just sitting back going, man, 163. You're good, man. 163. That's good. You don't even hey, couldn't this. have done it without you guys. And, and I want to go around and find out how people, uh, freaks, can follow you guys, too. And, and, and I know you guys do some stuff. I know Serena's writing books and Greg's doing photography lessons and all that. I don't do shit, But, uh, Greg, where can people find you and follow all your photography workshops and well, online classes and social media instagram facebook twitter it's all tornado greg uh but i have this really cool website called camera easy where if you know you have a a, a dslr camera a mirrorless camera you want to learn how to use it instead of having it on auto mode you can go to camera easy and you can sign up and you can take some lessons and uh uh it's all online work at your own pace and um uh, I think I have a pretty tried and tested and true method for learning how to use the camera. So, yeah, check it out. Cool. And you can join me as one of his only subscribers on OnlyFans. 
<laughs> Double guns, way to go! All right, weather, Serena. Where uh, where can people find you? And yeah, and and get your book, all that cool stuff. Yeah, sure. So um, the weather story with Francis Fox, uh, weather book for kids, can be found online anywhere online books are sold. Um, so Amazon stuff like that. Uh, otherwise, for social media, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok even under WX Serena with a C and a Y. Serena, I read the book again to my grandkids. They love it. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, it's awesome. That's great. Thank you. Cool. And we're, we're going to try this, Weather Serena. We are going to, um, so next Sunday, uh, uh, two Sundays from now, August 21st, Saturday, the 20th. Sorry, Saturday the 20th. You're right. Saturday the 20th is the uh, Mrs. America pageant. And so apparently the finals are going to be available to view online. Is that correct? Yeah, there's going to be a live stream of the finals. So there's like a preliminary competition that you have to be there to see. But then the finals is kind of like the big show and where the top 15 are revealed and you see who wins. So All right. So so here's what we're going to do. We are going to do a little watch party. If, if you make the finals, we're going to put together yeah. a little watch party. We're going to do that. When you make the finals, uh, we're going to do a little watch party. Well, I'll tell you what. If you come out naked with an anemometer, uh, you'll be in the finals. If. I would have to assume that. <laughs> Greg did well, that the other day. At least for the meteorological community, right? Like, I mean, at least it'll... I love so, our anemometer. So, yeah. So, here, so I'm, I'm announcing it now. We'll do a little watch party on Saturday night. Uh, we'll, we'll let our Patreon members know as well, and, and we'll all kind of get together online and uh, watch Serena become Mrs. America That's in Vegas. Awesome. You guys are amazing. So that'll be cool. All right, uh, Maz, where can people find and follow you? Uh, at MoneyStorm, the number four U is where you can send stuff. I never look, but you can send stuff there. (laughs) And you're on the Funny Bone Tour, is that correct? No, the wall's gone. At your next brick wall, closest, close to you. All right, and you can find me on Twitter. I'm just at Stormfront Freak. That's where I'm usually hanging out. So our next episode, we're going to be back in two weeks, recording live again on August 18th with the founder of callshe.com, which I talked about earlier, who uh, helped support the show today. Uh, it's the site where you can trade and forecast weather events, which is pretty, uh, pretty cool. It's actually, um, uh, it's considered a commodity. It's on the commodity trading, wow. whatever. Just like Ethereum and stuff? Not, no, no, it's, it's like you can trade it like apples and oranges kind of a thing. Oh, wow. What? Uh, I, well, I'll tell you what, Luna, uh, sorry, Luana Lopez Lara, who's the founder of this, is actually going to be on the show. So she's cool. going to be able to tell us all about uh, what this is, how cool it is, and, and why we're going to want to jump on. Patreon members, you can join our raw video recording live, and the edited audio podcast will be available to everyone else uh, the following Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, for, for Greg and, and Weather Serena, Maz, Dan, and, and Jason, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear. We'll catch you guys next time. So, good night, everybody. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more. 
visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.